Welcome to Depth of Field. I'm your host, Rachel. Maybe this is your first time tuning in, or perhaps you've been with me from week one. Like you, I am curious about the world around me and the people who inhabit it. We each see the world through our own lens, a lens that is shaped by our experiences, our biases, or our beliefs, to name a few. I find myself wanting to know more about the perspectives of the people around me, and so I find myself sitting here week to week with photographers asking them about how it is they see the world around them. This week I explore the world of birth photography. When I first encountered this subject, I was intoxicated with curiosity. I pored over the images in front of me and all their intimacy and emotion. My guest this week was not always a believer, but fell fast head over heels in love with it. She has since discovered an incredible way to make life-changing memories a bit more tangible. I learned so much during our chat and I found her perspective and vision refreshingly beautiful and inspiring. This includes a facet of her work that caters to families experiencing infant loss. And now, my chat with Naomi Coker. Welcome to Depth of Field. Welcome to Depth of Field. Thank you for coming into the show with me today. Do you want to start maybe by introducing yourself? Sure. Um, well, thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun, I think. Okay. It's, uh, I'm Naomi. I'm a birth photographer with Acorn and Oak Photography. I work primarily out of Quinty, but I serve Northumberland and Kingston as well. Yeah. It's pretty wide range, I guess, eh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, is your, what is your background in photography? Like, when did you become interested in it? Um, growing up, I was always going on trips and had my camera with me. My family, my mom and I drove across Canada a couple of times, and every time we'd stop, it would be, oh, I got to get a picture of where we are and and try to remember these moments and these places. And uh, growing up um, into, you know, young adulthood, I'd go on road trips across the states and stuff like that, and it was the same thing. Always had to take photos of me and my friends. Like this is before we all had phones and we're taking selfies. So I yeah, always had a camera. But it didn't really get too much beyond a hobby until my husband and I went to university in Toronto. Um, we were actually studying philosophy. A uh, great background <laughs> for uh, photography. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It really was uh, as we grew into photographers. Yeah. But um, the dean of students actually asked my husband and I in, in our years there to be photographers for the yearbook. And which is fun, you know, going around to all the student events that we were part of and just snapping off pictures and having something to do at these events other than just standing in the corner like cockroaches or whatever. <laughs> we were getting out there and taking photos of people. Um, but then, you know, as the time went on in school, um, other peers were getting married and you know poor students don't have tons of money to throw at photographers so they're like hey can you photograph our wedding like well yeah sure i know how to use this camera so why not we'll give it a go um and from there that's that's how it happened we just fell in love with doing photography and always enjoyed it so yeah what what is it like having a husband as as a also as a photographer? Like I mean, I, you know, most people that's their kind of sport. That's what they're doing. But not everyone gets to you know chat about their passion like that with their uh, with their significant other. I mean, maybe that's <laughs> maybe it's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, 
No, it's wonderful. My husband and I, I, I love him so much. We've always worked together almost ever, every day since we've known each other. Um, we, we studied the same topic in university. We've worked for the same companies. Um, and it seemed actually strange for the short time that we were working at separate jobs. It seemed like we were on these, you know, alien fields apart from each other. And um, so starting our business together just seemed natural. And it's actually really nice to have somebody where you can admire the work because we do very different things. Birth is very different from what he does with family photography um, and with his business headshots. And he actually focuses on teaching photography to other people. So we, we still do photography very differently, but it's so fun to come together and I can admire his work for what it is. And, and I learned so much from him. So I absolutely love it. I love it a lot. It must be nice having someone to bounce your, your images off and your thoughts and ideas. Yes, it, it is. And it's also hard to take criticism from him because I value his opinion so much. Um, so it's hard when your husband says, well, why did you have your settings like this for this scenario and, and stuff like that? I'm like, ah, oh, I, I, <laughs> I can't take that right now. <laughs> One thing at a time, please. <laughs> yeah, It's a good point. I'll digest it later. <laughs> Can we just eat dinner, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you like some more butter for your peas? <laughs> um, that's that's really cool. And so when uh, so when you were doing just uh, photography, you know, weddings and you know on the side taking pictures of people and uh, places, uh, how how did you get introduced to birth photography? Um, my first exposure to birth photography um, was when I was pregnant with my firstborn, or with my first child. Um, my friend had just had hers, and I think she was pregnant with her second, and she was showing me photos and videos online and said, you've got to, you know, you've got to do this. And she was lamenting that she hadn't, and she was telling me how she was going to do this for her next. And I was looking at it going, like, no way. Like, absolutely no way. There are some things I thought at the time. Um, there's some things just better left in your mind. The memories are better left in your mind. You don't need photos of that. Um, and I'm very much eating those words and I regret those <laughs> thoughts so much to this day. Now I try to compel people to think otherwise because I hear that so often. Mm -hmm. um, but then when my son was born um, and I look at the like two or three photos we have of that day and I try to remember mm -hmm. all those moments um, I have to live through the memories of others because so much happened and I was so focused on what was going on giving birth to him that I don't remember anything really. And the scrap of photos that we do have cannot tell the whole story of what happened at all. And so from that moment, I was, I was convinced like, no, birth photography is important. And it, you know, for people who want it, it can be vital to relive or process what they've gone through in birthing their child. And uh, what exactly does it give people? I mean, I know you've said that it just all flies by and you don't necessarily, I mean, you're focused on other things. Mm -hmm. um, but what else does birth photography offer uh, families? The photos themselves? Mm -hmm. So the photos themselves, um, depending on the nature of how people can, can experience their births, if it's particularly traumatic birth, the photos can help them process events that happened, um, choices that got made, and um, help them relive those experiences so they can think and process through that emotionally. Um, 
in a positive way, it can help them remember moments that otherwise they would forget. Um, I have photos um, from my daughter's birth, um, or sorry, my son's birth, my third born, um, where we were watching Seinfeld and laughing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just kind of forgot about those moments of us standing around being silly and glad to have those photos because now I'm like oh yeah we did that while I was in the middle of having a child <laughs> like right. we were standing around watching Seinfeld um so you can remember the small moments that were fun um in a birth so that's one thing it's just it helps you remember all the memories that are in there just they just sometimes fly away because um of how extreme birth can be in the moments one thing I'm I'm really dwelling on now is I'm thinking and reflecting more on birth photography is not just what it does for the mom and dad, um, but what it does for the rest of the family, um, particularly the child being born too. Um, I suppose as I'm getting older <laughs> and I'm facing those days where you're seeing more, you know, friends and family pass away. One one day, this child who's about to be born is not going to have their mom or dad around anymore. And as an adult, it's so special to think about the day you were born and you think about your heritage and your family, and I cannot imagine anybody who says, you know, my mom and dad took photos of the day I was born. I don't want to ever see them. Like, I can't imagine somebody not being curious to see photos of the day they were born. And so for that child, like, that's what those photos also give. They give that baby being born a glimpse into, you know, this is how much love your parents had for you. This is how expected and anticipated you were. You were you were born to such a loving family. Um, so I think that's what it also gives too. So that gift to the parents, but then also to the child himself. Wow, so many really interesting points you just made in respect to the last one. I actually never thought of birth photography as a product that would end up being for the child themselves. I always think of it as something that the, the parents, you know, could use as a memory for that day. But you're right, like I always ask my grandmother about, you know, when the kids' birthdays come up, you know, oh, you know, tell me again about how you almost delivered in the taxi. Or, <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. She, she, she is, she is really funny. She uh, threatened this like secretary lady at the hospital because they were they're Canadian, but he was studying at Harvard. Um, her husband and uh, and they were scrambling for insurance stuff that they had to figure out. And the lady was like, "Well, I can't really let you in here without that." And she's like, "Well, they're not going to deliver me on." They're like, they're not going to deliver this kid on the floor. And she looked at her desk and she's like, I will just find you a bed. Yeah, <laughs> she's a feisty lady. I love um, those stories. <laughs> no, it was good. And and I do. I think there's such beautiful stories. And I and I would love to see photos of, of my birth. I'm sure it would be interesting. And mm -hmm. as you said, you're, you're kind of like, oh, I didn't see it from that perspective before. <laughs> right. One thing that I find really interesting about birth photography, or at least something that I'm really curious about is, I mean, these are really intimate, intimate pictures and, you know, not everything's pretty. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, but it's not always pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you're so vulnerable as you're giving birth and I just wonder how do you balance getting those intimate photos with still remaining, you know, innocuous and like not being in the way and, you know, respecting everyone's privacy and making sure that you're, you know, not in the way of the midwives or the or the doctors or whatever. Like, how do you balance all of that and still focus in on what you're doing? Um, there's a couple different things that play there. 
the doctors and nurses and midwives um, are usually pretty used to a room of people. And uh, so I've never I've never found it to be tricky maneuvering around the medical professionals. And I always make sure that, you know, safety and, you know, the caring for the mother and the baby comes first. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't feel like that's ever been a too much of a challenge. And, and yeah, they're, they're quite used to having people in the room because, I mean, dads are there, grandmas are there, you know, sister, cousin sometimes. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's never been too much of an issue. For getting the intimate photos that a family wants, it's actually surprising. Most families don't actually always want the most graphic photos that you would think of with birth photography. Um, it's definitely not about the crotch shot. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and that's... A challenging shot sometimes just by nature of like there's a lot of people down there doing something um, <laughs> and so I always tell people like you know if that's the photo you want crowning photos of the baby stuff like that I can never make any guarantees and most families don't actually want those photos they just want photos of the moments mm-hmm. surrounding baby being born that first time they put their hands on their child and that baby's on their chest that first moment or the first time dad sees who they finally have whether it's boy or girl or that's the photos they're more interested in not necessarily the graphic ones that everybody immediately thinks of when they think of birth photography i i mean fair enough our listeners should know that i i I don't actually have any experience being in in uh, in a hospital when someone's being born. So for me, this is I'm kind of just shooting in the dark here. But I guess I would feel very vulnerable, and so I'd be I'd be nervous about that. Do you find? I mean, obviously, you know, these families are coming to you and saying, "Hey, we'd really like you to to take our photo." Do you ever find that they're nervous or hesitant or? Um, generally, no. Um, they're never very nervous or apprehensive about birth photography. They're always very curious. They're curious about how does it work. And as for the vulnerable aspect, um, they've all got stories. They all have reasons for wanting birth photography, whether it's their last child, whether they've had infertility issues, um, whether they've this is a rainbow baby, a child after a loss. So they always have a, a very significant reason for wanting birth photography almost always the rare time I get to work with a family where it's a like their first pregnancy or their first child usually it's it's because they're just so excited and they cannot wait to have this baby and they want everything remembered they want they've heard about birth photography and they're excited to have every moment captured and remembered so they can look at it later do you have a particular preparation method or approach to your shoots do you visualize do you have any expectations do you think okay it would be really nice to get this shot and this shot or do you just kind of go in and take a look at what you have and say okay here we go to some extent when I initially meet with a family um, one of the first questions I'll ask them is you know what are your hopes and expectations for your birth and um you know, some will have very detailed birth plans. Uh, I, I worked with one family who said, you know, I want nothing but candles. I want a black cave with candles. Well, I said, are you, I, I laughed. Are you sure? This is something I was a little bit more comfortable with. And I said, are you sure you want a birth photographer too? Um, so obviously for that, that sort of a scenario, I definitely had to take a lot more consideration into how I was going to photograph this birth. But I definitely try to creatively think about my photography when I hear about their birth plans but the nature of birth is so unpredictable 
that it's more important to be flexible as a photographer and be able to say, whatever the circumstances, I'm prepared and I will photograph this to the best of my ability given the circumstances that arise. So if there is a home birth, that they plan for a home birth, this is what they want, but then it turns into an emergency situation where they have to rush to the hospital. The mom just generally changes her mind. She wants to be at the hospital. She no longer wants to give birth at home. That that changes everything that we had discussed before. And so my photography has to change with that. Any any visualization or expectations I had for my photos need to be, okay, the plan's now changed. Um, a, a birth that gets changed to a C-section, all, you know, all of that changes automatically too. Um, so it, it needs to be more about flexibility than than clear planning a clear vision for your photos (laughs) do you do you feel like you have a vision like something in a particular emotion or anything particular you're trying to strive for trying to capture my biggest vision and it's always been the vision of our family business when we started acorn and oak was to strengthen families regardless of how a birth plays out um i want to be able to photograph families so they can see all members of the family that are there and present. I want them to be able to see how much they love each other. Because especially when you have a child, um, life gets tough. <laughs> it's not easy raising little persons. <laughs> and it, it, can, it can really mess with a mom. It can mess with a marriage. It's not, it's not easy. Um, and my vision, or our vision when we started Acorn and Oak was always to to strengthen families and be able to show them the love that they have for one another when they look at those pictures. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's so helpful too, seeing yourself through someone else's perspective sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's really lovely. (laughs) So I wanted to ask about your personal approach to making a connection with the family and the, the people involved I mean, obviously, you meet with them beforehand and you guys chat, as you said. How do you personally go about establishing a relationship? Well, the relationship begins definitely when we meet together um, in the initial consultation, obviously. And um, there's an easy connecting point when we just, okay, we're here to discuss birth. And it's, it's automatically just so vulnerable. You have to be open. You have to be willing to discuss things. Um, and, and because I've also given birth and I've attended several, there's plenty of points where we can sit there and talk and I can either sympathize or empathize if I've experienced things myself. Um, and so there's just right away, I always feel that there's just this reciprocity of connection um, back and forth where we can go, okay, we get each other. Um, and so that connection happens naturally quite quickly. Um, when it comes to photographing, um, actually at the actual birth, one thing I like to tell my families um, is that I'm not just a photographer in the room. Um, I'm not a sterile fly on some hospital wall some, uh, somewhere. I want to be there to help you achieve the birth plans you want. Um, so for example, one birth I attended, the mother had um, some very grand plans <laughs> and <laughs> sub plans <laughs> and if she's listening she'll be laughing <laughs> um it it was a very it was a very difficult birth scenario she planned on giving birth three hours away from her home 
she planned on giving birth in a hotel um, with a midwife, with just her chosen birth team. And when we initially met, um, I said, oh, I'll just I'll just hang out in the background. She's like, that sounds awful. Sterile fly on the wall sounds awful. And she said, I need you to be on my team. Like, I need you to help me do this. And um, the day came. We were there. We drove the three hours. We were in the hotel. We had everything set up. And uh, it ended up being a 48-hour labor birth. Like, she rocked it. (laughs) She was amazing. But I'm not snapping photos for 48 hours. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even... I can't imagine photographing like every second of that. This is hour one, (laughs) hour 16. We're taking a little coffee break. And so I definitely had to pitch in and help out. Uh, Her little daughter was there. I was taking her little daughter to go for little walks and I was encouraging her. At one point she was um, in in the shower and uh, she just needed pressure on her back. And so I put down my camera and I hopped in the shower with her and I was putting back pressure on her to help her get through those contractions and anything to do to help out. And that's what I continue to do. I'm not just a sterile fly. I'm there to help. I will get cold cloths for you. I will fetch you ice chips. I will put socks on your feet. I will take socks off your feet if that's what you want. <laughs> um, so, and that that's where the connection continues. Um, it might not show in the photos, but behind the scenes, I'm getting washcloths. I am getting snacks and food and, and talking to siblings or spouses and, and stuff like that. Oh man. No, I, I definitely think it shows in the photos. It's, it's just not as, <laughs> as obvious, but that's, that's so lovely. And that's, I guess that's it, right? Like your service is, is like as a photographer is often, you know, well-rounded and you're doing your person of many hats. And so, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And it, as you said, you know, you're, this is a person that you are developing a relationship and an intimate one, you know, very fast with. So uh, very, very interesting. I, I like that. You've mentioned that you do both home and hospital sessions. Wherever anybody wants to give birth. Absolutely. Or a hospital <laughs> or a hotel room. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey, she even had backup plans for in case of a roadside delivery. <laughs> wow. Kudos she was to thorough, yeah. uh, this individual. Good job. <laughs> How, how do you find the difference working between those different uh, environments? The hospital comes with a level of predictability, especially knowing the hospitals um, like Belleville, Kingston, Coburg. If I'm called at a certain time of day, I know what the lighting's going to be like. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a predict- predictable environment. Homes offer, offer a lot more... Um, spontaneity <laughs> um it's yeah um a mother at home could choose to give birth in her bed or if the moment is right she can choose to give birth in her bathtub or her kitchen floor or whatever so yeah there needs to be that flexibility um at home where you're just like okay it's a wild card you can do whatever you want at home at hospital not so much <laughs> so in terms of how much time you're allocating to each client. I mean, I don't think the chances are very high that you're going to have an overlapping birth, but, you know, people deliver early, some deliver late. How do you approach that? Um, Yeah, um, so I do have a backup photographer, um, actually two that I I work with. 
um, in case I take births close to each other. Because yes, you're right. Like to be full term is at 37 weeks, um, and you can go till 42 weeks or longer. Um, and so yeah, any time in that time frame, that's like over a month, right? Um, two women could have babies on the same day. So yeah, definitely in order to be reliable and to make sure that there's somebody there to photograph um, the birth, they, I do have birth, backup birth photographers that I work with. What, what kind of emotional labor goes, I mean, you've already mentioned before that you're there not just as a photographer, but as just a person and a friend. What other kind of emotional labor goes into this genre of photography? I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Do, do you identify with, with there being an emotional labor component? Would you, would you say that you feel that way? Yes. I, I always feel a sense of victory for, for mums when they've especially come through an arduous labor or, you know, there's a particularly difficult background to their pregnancy and their delivery especially when it comes to infertility or mm. child loss um, and that baby's finally in their arms. Like I'm just, I'm relieved for them. I would want to do a fist pump in the air sometimes. <laughs> um, I attended a birth uh, just at the end of last year uh, for a good friend of mine. Um, and uh, it was her fourth child and she had all kinds of, hopes of having just a beautiful, simple home birth. And um, it was very long and very difficult. She labored for 47 hours. Um, I've now mentioned two labors that are <laughs> over 40 hours. I'm try not trying to scare the general population. <laughs> These are rare, <laughs> um, or at least in my experience. Um, but when she finally had her child in her arms, I was literally weeping with her because she just uh, gone through so much to finally have him there and yeah it's hard not to cry at births especially difficult ones yeah which so that actually brings me to my next question um i i wanted to ask you what what is it like witnessing a new human come into the world I mean, you're not giving birth and you're you're not the family members. And so you kind of have this different perspective. It must, um, I don't know if, if you feel this way or not. <laughs> it's an odd question to have to answer, to be honest, because in the heat of the moment, I'm so focused on my photography and getting the photos that I want to give to this family that I'm kind of not even registering that someone is someone new is in the room. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I have had very surreal moments where I'm like, you know, with this new child and oddly enough, it feels like they've always been there. Um, that's, that's always been very real. Every time I've had time to focus on this new person, it's, you've just, you're new, but it feels like you've always been a part of this family, this this room, this, um, and I guess that's part of the, what it's like expecting a child and anticipating the child. You've been waiting for this. So it always feels like that presence of, is there. 
I think I think that's a stellar answer. And as yes, as you said, one, yeah. one stellar answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, obviously, that's that's so true. It's more of like an unveiling rather than uh, rather than this new person existing. But Ooh, I like uh, that. I'm gonna write that down. Unveiling. Yes. <laughs> it is all yours. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh, I wanted so you have a couple backup. Uh, photographers who you're you're in cahoots with what is your network like you know you your husband also does photography and he's you know in with you at at these um or at least some of them is that is nope, that right he no? does not attend births. he doesn't oh okay okay <laughs> nope. so it's just you okay so so you have your your husband as another photographer and you've got your backup but like what kind of a, a support network of photographers whether they're in this genre or not do you have Actually, I don't really have a support network of photographers. Um, surprisingly, I've I've actually had a lack of being able to find fellow birth photographers in the area, and it's um, it's kind of disappointing not to have colleagues um, because it's 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 such a vulnerable moment that when somebody wants to hire a birth photographer, just as if they were hiring a doula, um, which is a labor support person for those who don't know, you want someone you can connect with. Um, you want someone you know you can trust and be vulnerable with. And uh, like, I will fully be happy to tell a family, like, I might not be the right fit for you. you. Like, we might just not mesh. And if that's the case, when they've met with me, they don't really feel that connection or whatever, or they just, you know, I rubbed them the wrong way, then I'm happy to refer them along. Um, I just, I'm finding it hard to find other birth photographers who are working right now. Um, the two birth photographers that I use as backups, um, we can only take so much because, you know, they have their own clients that they're they're working for, they have their families that they're working for. We have to fit into each other's schedules. So, um, yeah, it's not always easy. So, uh, note to self, any aspiring birth photographers out there? <laughs> yes, call me, please. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Yes. I always find um, for, you, you had asked about, like, who's my support? I actually get a lot of support from the doulas I work with. Um, and so I have a lot more connection with them um, and, and discussing what, what we do when we are working births. So, yeah, oh. I really appreciate the doula connections. Okay, that's thank you for asking your own question. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that's, uh, that's excellent. That's excellent. I'll um, conduct the rest of this interview myself. <laughs> I've got some questions I wanted to ask. No, that, my... That makes me sound so vain. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, comedian. No. Um, my, my friend's a doula, actually, and uh, she, she uh, was explaining a lot to me, and I found it really, really interesting, but, um, but that's curious. How do you educate yourself? Like, are you, do you feel like you have the time to go out and challenge yourself? What kind of resources do you use to, to grow as a photographer? Or do you, do you have time for that? <laughs> I mean, Educating myself on what particularly, like on photography or on birth photography or on birth? Because there's kind of two different yeah, any, elements Yeah, any, anything, yeah. Anything um, that you feel, you know, helps you. On birth itself, on educating myself on birth, um, I spent a lot of time preparing for um, the birth of my firstborn and my secondborn, learning birth culture. And I'm consistently learning more when I go to a birth. And I'll just, in general, if there's time or if there's, it's the right 
environment, I'll speak to nurses or midwives and I'll just ask questions. Um, I'm naturally just a curious person like, oh, what does this button do? <laughs> like, I would not press it, but I would ask about it. <laughs> um, so it just that it just comes kind of by osmosis and, and um, by being present at birth. Educating myself on birth photography, um, I spent a bit of time looking at other birth photographers um, worldwide through a Facebook group to educate myself on birth photography. But I was finding that there was a lot of competition there and it was actually having a negative effect on how I was viewing my own work. Um, I was wanting to aspire too much to have someone else's style or, you know, get these photos that you know they had that were so awesome. And I actually found it to be really negative because what they're trying to photograph and their purpose behind photographing may or may not be my purpose. And they're not serving the families that I'm serving. They're not necessarily having the same stories that I'm photographing. And so that I, I had to uh, disengage from looking at these Facebook groups and being a part of um, looking at other birth photographers because it was just really bringing me me down and, and taking taking my focus away from actually working with the families that I was and thinking about, okay, how can I best serve this family? I don't want my, my photos to be gracing billboards or, you know, getting my 15 minutes of fame on the Huffington Post or anything like that. Um, my billboard would be somebody's family photo album that they're going to look at when they're 50 and when they're 80, right? Like that's, that's what I want. That's what I want for my photos. I want some 33-year-old woman who's going to be able to look back at the day she was born and say, like, oh, that's how much my mom and dad love me. That's what I want. That's my aim for birth photography. So if I can focus that vision and that's my goal, then I will always, that, that's as much as I need to educate myself on birth photography, knowing my family and remembering that you just need to give them the best photos of the best moments so that they're looking at it 30 years down the road or whatever. That's beautiful aspiration and also answered another one of my questions. So, uh, What no, are you here for? <laughs> what am I here for? I'm operating the equipment. I'd like to see you push these buttons in the right order. This is going to be a very sassy interview. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's, that's really beautiful. And again, a, a perspective that, um, that I hadn't thought to take before, but... Um, yeah, that's that's definitely an element that I also try to engage in is just the whole reflection side of things. And you're like, what is it that like I'm looking to do and how do I do that? And uh, so thank you. Um, <laughs> so many things to ask. So little time. The butterfly run, which is three years old, correct? The yes. butterfly run. Do you, I hadn't heard of it before, but it sounds like a really incredible initiative. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, the butterfly run began in Quinty, um, by three moms, um, who had all experienced pregnancy and infant loss. Um, and they decided that the care they had received was not adequate enough. And, um, that they needed to do something about it and some way to, honor their children that they had lost. And um, so in its inaugural year, um, they raised uh, $75,000 to prepare kits and training and resources for families experiencing pregnancy and infant loss. And in its second year, it raised $100,000. Wow. And they have served tons of families 
um, bereaved families who have lost their babies. Um, how many people would you say are involved in the service or like who will partake in the service? Like what's their range? Oh, in the actual run? Mm. Um, I think last year there was over 900. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And so you're involved in this. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how you're involved? So I became involved a little bit last year, um, just like on an administrative side, I began a, um, an online silent auction of, on behalf of the Butterfly Run, and I'm doing that again this year. Um, but on a more personal level, um, I became involved when I was pregnant with my third child. My best friend was also pregnant, and she called me um, in late April, just around my due date, and said that they couldn't find the heartbeat. And it was awful. Um, it was probably one of mo the most awful nights I'll ever experience because um, three hours later, I went to labor. And I remember thinking as the contractions were coming on, like, this just isn't right, that I'm going to get to hold my child and she won't get to hold hers. And still, as we get together um, all the time, I'll look at my son and I'll be like, I cannot take him for granted for even a second. You know, and she goes, you know, like, yeah, he's something special. She'll tell me that all the time. Um, a short while later, a few months later, sorry, she told me that she was expecting again and obviously very frightened. Um, and unfortunately, on New Year's Eve, she called me and said, we've lost the baby again. And this time I went um, to be with her and actually photograph um, her loss and the little baby's name was Manuel and he was the most perfect little doll and I remember wanting to hold him so much and I knew as I was working with Barb who was one of the co-founders of the butterfly run who had also helped with um, with my friend when she lost her first son um, that you know the Photograph giving these photos to a family of when they've lost their child is just something I just need to do. Um, it felt oddly natural to be there, and um, yeah, just I whenever I I think of little Manuel, and just it it was it was really a life changing thing, um, and so my involvement from that day has always been to go to the hospitals. Now I'm an on call. Um, like volunteer photographer for when a family has experienced a loss, um, they will call um, Barb, one of the co-founders of the Butterfly Run, who's a doula, and she will go and coach the family um, through what they're experiencing and, and talk them through um, and prepare um, castings and handprints of the baby and um, talk them through the kits that the Butterfly Run provides. And then she will also call me if the family chooses to have photos and I will go to the hospital and I'll f photograph their time with their child. And so that involvement has um, been all throughout 2017 and, and now into 2018. And it's odd to say, I love it. And I don't know, you know, for lack of a better word, I love doing it because I know that no one else is gonna be able to give this to them, these mm -hmm. photos of this time that they have with their child. Um, and yeah, so I, I truly support the butterfly run and all its efforts. I think what they're doing is absolutely fabulous. 
it yeah no i i agree and i and i think you have <laughs> a very natural instinct to say you know this is it's weird to say how much it means to you but it's such a priceless gift that you're offering someone and it's and it's not something that people are likely to do themselves um and yet at the same time it's it's so important and as you were explaining before you know that's that's it it i'm sure everyone feels differently i probably shouldn't try and speak for for anyone but i i really think it's a beautiful thing and it actually reminded me of um way back uh when photos were new it was very common to to get a family photo if you had lost a child um and uh it's just you know one of those times that you want to kind of memorialize um but uh but i remember hearing like years ago maybe like a decade or so ago i i knew a couple um and they had lost their child uh, midway through the the pregnancy they they had a miscarriage and um i didn't know them very well but they were talking to me about the whole process of what they were doing the they had an at-home funeral and they went through into this process and they and I mean it just wasn't the sort of thing that I thought about really beforehand you don't really and since then I've always thought about different ways that that you can kind of honor those who have passed and what they mean to you um, and that it should just be talked about more like it's it's just I feel like it should be more part of regular conversation I guess for sure uh, especially when when I think the statistic is one in four pregnancies will result in a loss um, I didn't know the statistic but I heard it was way more common than yeah one people. in three or one in four I'm I'm unsure that's that's insane and it's heartbreaking like it's but um yeah that's anyway I just I wanted to ask about that how has your approach or feelings what have you learned from doing that experience oh I think I'm still trying to process it um I every time I go I just am astounded at watching Barb particularly um work with the families and how much of a difference patient gentle and compassionate care makes for a family experiencing what no one should experience. Um, she has such a way to make families feel like this is their child. They're allowed to have, like, not allowed to have time with, but give them ease in whatever they're experiencing. I guess that's the right word. It's just she has this way of... Um, embracing the sorrow and giving ease in it for families to just grieve properly and spend the time with their child that they have with whatever level of comfort um, they can have in a hospital setting. I think that's a really important uh, aspect that you bring up. Um, I really am such a strong believer in the uh, embracing and encouraging of grief um, in whatever fashion that that takes um 
yeah, I think it's you just you have to process your your feelings and do what makes sense for you. And it's so helpful, as you said, having someone around who's just like, yeah, man, <laughs> go at her. Um, do you find that you have to like recharge after after your sessions, whether it be uh, a regular service or the, with or your volunteer work with the butterfly run? After a birth, a long nap and a glass of wine, <laughs> always, almost always like ritual and, and then, you know, um, getting that time back with my kids and my husband and, and focusing um, on them entirely um, and reclaiming my house <laughs> from the destruction that has happened. You've, no, been, I'm just, I'm you've been gone too long. <laughs> it is yeah. ours now. There are flags planted everywhere. <laughs> um yeah, um, after a butterfly birth, um, a loss, uh, it's, it, I don't really need to recharge from one or process. I just, I walk out of that hospital and I drive home and whatever frustrations I may have had with my family or with my children, they're not there anymore because that, all that stuff doesn't matter. So it just instantly gives me that right perspective on life. It's a beautiful answer. Um, what to shift gears a little bit? Mm -hmm. um, what do you think has, uh, like, via life experiences, whatever? What do you think has shaped your photography the most, and how you approach photography, and what it is you're looking for? Sorry, that's super out of the blue. I was gonna say, and I don't know how to answer it. What has shaped my photography? Hmm. I think birthing my three children myself, reliving those memories in my mind, but then seeing them on my computer. I shamefully admit I have not printed them, which I should probably get a slap on the wrist for. <laughs> don't, don't say that on the air. Um, yeah, those just, reliving those memories and those photos that makes me put that perspective on that like okay this is somebody else's birth they're gonna have the same or a similar mindset of me like they want to see those photos they want to look at them they want to remember this um so that shapes my photography in the sense that like okay everything everything needs to be photographed all these moments as much as you can get it in there um yeah, uh, life experiences, like in the past, um, we spent a lot of time traveling. Um, and so yeah, just uh, being adventuresome with your camera, like, you know, oh, angles, let's think about, you know, like, how we can get this car in this photo when we're out in a cactus field, like, you know, taking photos like that. And how that translates into a birth room, like, oh, I have this woman who's laboring, but she has something sticking out of her head in the background. How can I get that out? Like maneuvering yourself around, right? Like, so I, I don't know. That was probably a really bad answer. No, that was an <laughs> excellent answer. Scratch that one. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I think that's that's great because you, you, you've got to concentrate on so many different things all at once. <laughs> yeah, and photos, I, I was telling somebody the other day, like, photos are two-dimensional, but we see everything different like with our eyes we see everything in real life so like i see you but if i was to take a photo of you right now you would have like this big square box right and you're <laughs> going to see that in a photo 
and where it's like she has a square box poking out of her head so like i would move to move the camera and myself to get that box out of your head right and so yes in a birth room when there's like cords and wires and pipes and whatever else in the birth room it's like move move yeah move around yeah that Body is moving <laughs> I came up earlier today and it's just been stuck in my head. My husband and I talk angles all the time for some reason. I don't even know why. It's, yeah. <laughs> Fun pastime. Yeah. I understand. Um, what uh, What do you think the most, I don't know, maybe this is the same question, maybe not. What is the most worthwhile investment you've made into your photography? And um, what I mean by that is, is there something in particular that you have invested your time, your money, your energy, uh, your interest, whatever it is, and it's totally paid you back full and then some. My husband and I quit our jobs to do this, to start our business, and it is provided for us. It has sustained us. Um, So that's, it's, made it so that we don't have to go to nine to five for some company somewhere that we don't believe in or we don't care about or whatever. We are a thriving business with a vision to support and create strong families um, and show them the love that they have for each other. And in the meantime, it's strengthening our family. So it's all, we've invested everything and it's yielding everything. That's a fantastic answer. Yeah. Good. I got stellar and fantastic. All right. You're bringing all new kinds of perspectives for me. It's great. Um, okay. I wanted to ask, um, how would you how would you describe your personality? I like to know about people's personalities. Uh, how would you describe your personality, and how do you think it it shapes your craft. I was going to say, you should have asked this right at the start. You might not have started this interview. <laughs> um, I'm obviously extremely extroverted. Um, and I don't take anything too seriously, not even my work. <laughs> that, that sounds wrong, but like, you know, I come at everything with, with a lot of humor. Um, I'm very conscientious, though. Um, if I have a task that needs to be done, I, I make sure it gets done and on time and, and well. Um, I'm also very loyal, so when it comes to the families I work for, I think about them a lot. Um, I check in with them with a, a measure of space because I don't want to be overwhelming or anything like that. But I do think about them, and I'm hoping the best for their births. And I'm, you know, I care when when um, they're gonna go get that ultrasound and find out if they have a boy or a girl, or you know, um, today's the day we're gonna tell our little boy that he's gonna be a big brother, right? Like I care about those moments and I think about those moments and I want to ask about them, like how'd that go? And um, so yeah, I'm loyal to them for sure, um, and it, that just all flows into me being a part of their birth team um, and being a comfortable person in that room with them that they they trust and they can rely on and they, yeah that they want to have there. And I guess my, my, my last question that I like to ask every photographer is, let's say you were in my shoes or in my seat, if you will, um, and you were interviewing a photographer whose work you strongly admire, what, what would you want to know? What are you curious about, Naomi? What am I curious about? Other than those buttons. 
um, I really thought about this when you had sent this question to me. Um, and I thought about the the other birth photographers I had been paying attention to for a while in the Facebook groups. And there were some that I admired quite a lot because of how nicely their photos were done. But when I tried to reflect on what questions I would ask them, it was all very boring. Like, I'd ask them, you know, what's it like working with a flash? Because I don't, um, as a personal preference, I don't use flash. Or I'd ask them, you know, how how did you work around hospital policies on getting into the OR during a C-section? Like, you know, very technical, boring, policy-based questions. Um, never, never anything too deep about their craft or their vision, because I have mine so clearly um, before me. Um, but I did think about who I admire most as a photographer, and it's actually, this is going to sound so sappy, and he's going to make <laughs> fun of me probably when I'm saying this, but it's actually my husband. Um, when I see when I see the work he does, and because with family photography, it's always a little bit more varied, um, you could be photographing small children playing, you could be photographing newborn session, you could be photographing generations together for you know that one once a year family reunion. He has a way with his photos of actually somehow capturing the element of who he's photographing. Um, Dave Dushman might say the soul of the person, but yeah, if he's photographing children, the photos always look playful and uh, and maybe dirty, like if they're outside or something like that. If he's photographing newborns, it always looks so homey and, and cozy and sincere. Um, if it's generations, there's always this like timeless classic look to his photos and I can I'm never I mean I live with the man and I watch him and I'm never really sure if it's how he's photographing it or how he's editing it I'm never I'm never sure but somehow when I see his photos I'm like man you you got something there um that I just can't look away from so yeah, I'm lucky I live with him because maybe I could ask him like yeah <laughs> yeah you can uh, set that up pretty easy like and you thought tomorrow was gonna be a romantic day but it's not I've got some questions for you buddy <laughs> yeah can you please take out the trash <laughs> love is in the air yeah. and uh, I forgot to ask this so I'll ask this now so I'm wondering if there are any particular images that stand out to you and uh, if so can you describe them and explain why. Um, I attended one birth, um, where both the grandmothers were present and, um, I, I got a photo of them the first time they laid eyes on their, their new grandchild. And, and it struck me when I was looking at that photo later that like, this was the first grandchild, like they were, they were made into grandmothers in that instant. And that just struck me so much. And I, that photo has stayed with me, um, I could also think of um, a C-section I attended um, where mom started crying when her baby was brought around to her. And I, I just love that that moment that because C-sections can be quite lovely and quite quite a wonderful way to welcome a child into into the world. Um, so that was that that photo too, where mom's got her tear and the baby's right there crying those first those first cries. Um, I, I do love that photo, um, and I'm trying to think if there's another one. Oh yes, um, a photo I attended for a friend um, that was 47 hours at in the heat of the moment when baby's about to be born and mom's finally allowed to push. Such an epic moment. Um, <laughs> mom says. 
to the to the father like do you want to catch the baby or can you catch the baby and he, well yeah sure like he, he just you know like a deer in headlights almost like oh yeah I, I can catch the baby um and just getting that photo of that spontaneity of the moment how excited he was to to catch his son as he was coming into the world was just awesome so he's got wow. these big deer in headlight eyes with a big <laughs> grin on his face as he's holding his son as he's being born i just i love that that's so beautiful and uh, last but not least, how do you share your work and uh, where can we find it? I, I do have a Facebook page. Um, you'll probably be inundated right now if you were to look at it. So it's going to have butterfly run stuff galore on it because we want as many people to come up to that run as possible on when? May 6th. Okay. Um, and uh, so you can find me on Facebook, Acorn and Oak Birth Photography. Um, uh, but as always, our website is there, acornandoak.ca or .com, .com, acornandoak.com. <laughs> I don't know what my website is. <laughs> it's on there somewhere. Somewhere. Well, thank you very much again for coming in. I really have so many more questions that I, that I was hoping I'd be able to fit in there, but, uh, alas, it's not always the case, but thank you for your time. I learned so much. It was a very insightful interview, and uh, thank you for making the trip all the way out here. Hey, it was fun. Thanks. And there you have it. That was my conversation with Naomi Coker of Acorn and Oak Photography. You can find their stuff at acornandoakphotography.ca. I checked. It is CA. They also have a Facebook page, if that's what you prefer. While you're on Facebook, check out my page for Depth of Field by searching at CFRC Depth of Field. You'll find links to all of my previous guests' work, as well as links to the shows themselves. And an update on the website I've been promising you, it's done. It's out there. Just type in rachelhunterbrown.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-H-U-N-T-E-R-B-R-O-W-N.com. And you'll have access to all my interviews. Um, And as always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next Saturday for Depth of Field.